Hey, this is Matt Rosenberg, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Wednesday, so we're going to talk some comic books. Still dealing with the blahness of cold and allergies and stuff, so y'all just gonna have to bear with me, I'm sorry. But it's better than reruns and things, right? That's what we're here for. Uh, and this week, instead of doing reruns, we've been celebrating the Marines. They had their 244th birthday the other day, so happy birthday to them. And we've been looking at all all sorts of Marine things, you know, whether it be video games or 100 plus years of movies, just everything that they've done. And today, we're gonna look at some Marines in comic books. Now, one thing that we we've hit on a lot this week is the diversity of Marines. Like they have different missions, different jobs, and they're you're able to tell more stories with them. And so it makes sense that you see them pop up in comic books. Uh, one of the ones I want to talk about first is Moon Knight, Mark Spector from Marvel Comics. He first appeared in Werewolf by Night number 32, back in August of 1975. And he was uh, born in Chicago. He was son of a rabbi, kind of out there. I became a boxer and then became a Marine. And after that, he worked in the CIA and all sorts of stuff. He'd kind of been all over the place. And then he was at an archaeological dig in Egypt, and that's where he kind of got his powers and stuff from, so he's been all over the place, but his marine training, he's one of the people that his marine training has definitely been used and shown in why, you know, why he is the way he is, and why he does some of the things he does, and how he does them, why he does them, and where he's trained. Uh, one thing about Moon Knight, though, is everyone's always said that Moon Knight is Marvel's Batman, and he kind of is to an extent, uh, but he's also Batman with multiple personality disorder, so it's it's an interesting take on the character and everything, but a lot of people really like him, you know, they're doing some cool stuff with him and Conan right now, and it's, it's neat. Uh, another one, a big one, probably the biggest one as far as movies are concerned, for sure, is Rhodey, War Machine, who first showed up as, well, as War Machine in Iron Man number 282, which was July of 92, but he made his first appearance in 1979 as Iron, uh, in Iron Man number 118. And the story goes that he and um, Tony became friends while escaping the Viet Cong uh, in somewhere in Southeast Asia. And Tony, you know, he was, uh, Rhodey was there. Sorry, Rhodey was there because he was a lieutenant in the Marines and he'd done all a lot of tours of duty. And he, he got shot down and behind enemy lines and was trying to escape and steals a helicopter and flies back to like the edge of enemy lines and everything. And Rhodey, you know, uh, Tony was really grateful and was like, hey, Rhodey, I'll give you a job as like my personal pilot. You did such an awesome job. You helped me. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, I'm going to finish the war. I'm going to finish fighting. 
And he did that. And then after that, he was a mercenary for a little bit, a private pilot for other people. But eventually he would go to Tony and say, all right, I I dig it. I'm going to take your offer. And he was, he wasn't just his pilot though. He was also like an engineer for him, uh, who would help design not only armor, but planes and weapon, like all sorts of things. And would ultimately become one of Tony's best friends. And that's a relationship that we see in the MCU a lot, uh, especially like in civil war when, Rhoda gets hurt, you know, you see the grief and stuff that it causes Tony. Uh, in Iron Man 2, when we see Don Cheadle show up as Rhodey and he puts on the armor and everything, you know, it's because Tony's just in a state and he's trying to help his friend out. And really since that moment, he's, uh, since he showed up, you know, he's always been there, but really when he became War Machine... He's been a big player in the Marvel comics. I mean, whether it's he had kind of had his own armor wars thing, and then he was Iron Man for a while, uh, and then he was Iron Man again for a while, and then he was the Iron Patriot, and then most recently, you know, he's been in a relationship with Captain Marvel, and he died in Civil War Two, but like, they brought him back to life the next month so it wasn't anything crazy uh but it's just kind of cool that he's been all over and he shows up in all the different universes of marvel including the amalgam universe and in the amalgam universe he was part of the iron lantern initiative and he was a guy named Stuart rhodes because it was roadie and john stewart i thought that was really interesting because john stewart is also a marine but over on the DC side of things, you know, he's one of the Green Lanterns. Did you like that segue? I thought that was pretty nice. Uh, so John Stewart, you know, he was an architect and he was a Marine vet also. And they hit on this a lot uh, because they talk about how intricate he is, you know, when they talk about how Hal creates his constructs and Guy and Kyle, how everybody's different. And John Stewart, when he creates something like I mean, he makes all the nuts and bolts and bare bones and he builds it from the ground up. Whereas Hal Jordan would be like, Okay, I'm gonna make a a crane to move this rock. And just kind of a crane will show up. But John Stewart will make that same crane, but it'll have every little piece and part that a real crane would have. And that's just because of his his tactile mind and the way he thinks. And that's why he's leader of the Green Lanterns, you know, in in the most recent uh like Hal Jordan Green Lantern Corps and Green Lanterns and everything, he's the guy who runs the Lanterns. And I think that's smart. You know, he has the military training, he has that acute mind and he's just doing everything, you know, everything for everyone, and he's able to uh, because of his military background. And I think that's pretty neat because, you know, he's still a nice guy. He still does stuff. He's not just this, like, war-hardened person. He's, um, he does, you know, 
he shows both sides, and that, that's really cool. Another Marine from D.C. that we only saw for a little bit was Michael Washington Lane, and he was the second Azrael after Jean-Paul did something. He went away for a little bit because Michael Lane was in the 2009 miniseries Azrael Death's Dark Knight. It was supposed to be some of the battle for the cow stuff, and he was a guy who went under some of Dr. Hurt's experiments and fights Talia Ghul and Nightwing and everything, and he he kind of just disappeared after that. Um, he showed up for a second in the New 52, but since Rebirth, like, I think it was one issue of Batwoman, and even then, like, he's he's there, but he's not that they don't acknowledge that that's who it is, and they just kind of made him go away, which... You know, you have Jean-Paul, who is Azrael, and does a great job, and I'm all for legacy characters if they make sense, but he just didn't quite make sense. But he was a Marine, and that is something that they toted on and mentioned a lot in his uh, brief appearance, and so I guess, yay for him. Uh, the last one we're going to talk about, and... Just for a minute, because I honestly, I'm not a huge fan of the character. I know that's blasphemy, but Frank Castle, Marvel's The Punisher, is was a Marine uh, before he joined the police force and everything. And with his, they kind of, he has a very fluid origin story. Because uh, obviously when he first came out, you know, it was Vietnam, but then they've changed it, updated it to be like Iraq, but... And they also do the Vietnam miniseries, and he's just kind of all over the place. I mean, even recently, he, I think this week, the first issue of, like, Punisher Soviet came out, and that's during the Cold War. So, he's all over the, the place. But his knowledge of firearms and everything is said to have come from when he was in the Marines and how he handled all of that, and... um it's also where he gets kind of his black and white attitude uh, as far as, you know, there's no gray area. If they're bad guys, they're going to be punished, and that's it. And that's, you know, that's the thing. I know a lot of people love The Punisher, and if, hey, that's your thing, that's totally cool. Uh, Matt Rosenberg, you can actually listen to an interview with him if you go onto our SoundCloud page. One of the pinned tracks is, well, we have two interviews with him, and one of them is him talking about the difference between writing Punisher versus X-Men and like what kind of mindset he has to get into for each one. But he's a guy who wrote Punisher while he was in the War Machine armor. So everything comes full circle. There you go. Those are some of the bigger name Marines from comic books. Uh, let me know if I missed one you like. Did I? Oh, Maria Hill. I should have talked to Maria Hill. Maria Hill in some stories was a Marine. That's one reason I didn't talk about it too much. But yeah. But is there somebody I missed? Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or over on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're out there. We'd love to hear from you. Just uh, let us know. Look for The Night Nerd. Or you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.